0: This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Dave.
0: We hippies have come together to spark change.
1: So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that... Let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. of a chapter kind of uh, it's gonna be a two parts to this uh, to this journey and that's the story of the working class heroes. those are the nonprofits, the ambulance uh, the paramedics, the workers, the people that make this country great and we have somebody here that wants to share a story a true story about a forgotten class, and the actual future of the division between people. Who makes more? Who makes less? In reality, who has the upper hand? So, without further ado, we got Dan. And Dan will be our guide, our tour. Uh, without further ado, Dan, uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: I don't think I can do a better job than that, but uh, uh, whoever you're talking <laughs> about, I vote for them. Um, <laughs> uh, I... Uh, Grew up very poor, and uh, I didn't see any future in the small town of Texas where I lived. Uh, so my grandmother offered to have me come live with her in Denver. I was in a small town in Texas prior to that. And I got uh, a real education. I stepped into the middle class. It was a great feeling. I wanted to stay there. So I uh, went to work for the phone company. And uh, there I got a real education in what the labor movement is all about. And uh, what my I have had a certain uh, control of my destiny by getting involved. The more I got involved, the more it affected uh, me and other people like me.
0: That's incredible. Uh, That's um, when I I think about your story um, and how you're describing. Like what you've been through, and then getting to the middle class, like what you said there, got to me. You know, you wanted to stay there. Um, were you were you able to? Yes, I were you was able to uh, hold on.
2: The phone company tends to suck you in with good benefits and uh, uh, good coworkers, and uh, I uh, stayed there for thirty seven years.
0: Um, would you be able to to stay? Which one? Or originally,
2: I was with Mountain Bell, but Mountain Bell's a long gone. Wow entity
0: right that is yeah. that is quite a long um long tenure but uh, i imagine some of uh, some of the programs then and the incentives may have been a little more i don't know advantageous compared to like what's going on today and how to, uh, retention
2: yeah i think each generation that's come since world war ii has uh, dealt with uh, major upheavals in one, one way or another. Uh, in the uh, late 50s, or early 50s, actually, right after World War II, was when you saw the the, the uh, middle class really prosper, grow, and thrive. Uh, but exactly. The baby boom. I, I, was, uh, I wasn't at the tail end of that, but I was in there somewhere. And uh, I um, was happy for what we were able to accomplish, but we left so much for your generation to pick up the ball and run with it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy because my mom, my mom is 63, she was born in 1959, and she grew up in the projects in Williamsburg in New York. And it's so baffling because to me, when my mom grew up as a kid, it's a whole different world. You know, she grew up in the projects with crime and just injustices, just horrible things that a child should have never seen before. And to her, it was like that was normal to her. It was normal to be constantly in fear. So it is true in many ways. As generations have gone on, we've held on to less and seen more of the picture.
2: Unfortunately, we're being fed lies about uh, uh, the chances at prosperity in this country, and that's why I wrote my book, uh, "Capitalism Killed the Middle Class: Twenty Five Ways the System Is Rigged Against You," because it is rigged. There's only a few of us that get to climb out of this hole we call the middle class. And uh, I was at a Democratic convention a number of years ago with all the other labor leaders in this one back room. And uh, the head of the Democratic Party at that time was former Vermont governor. Um, oh, geez, I'm not, not going to remember his name. Uh, but he was famous for the, for the Yale. Howard Dean. There we go. Howard Dean was in the room. And he, he went and asked each labor person, what do you think should be the focus of our uh, campaign this year? And I said, it's an attack on the middle class. And he nodded his head and uh, didn't do anything with it. So, and, and the attack has only gotten worse. So I wrote this thing uh, called the uh, McCrory Manifesto because I'm the only one working on it. Um, have you guys ever heard of uh, Louis F. Powell? The Powell memo, um, the Powell manifesto.
1: It Doesn't sounds it, the... it sounds familiar. I I think of Powell heard. was a
2: uh, a lawyer that up until this time his only claim to fame was that he uh, argued before the Supreme Court that cigarettes were not addicting. So uh, he went on to uh, meet, uh, meet up with this friend of his over for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and his friend said, "All these uh, vets are coming back from." Vietnam and saying, the only reason we're still over there is because we fat cats are making a bundle. And he said, uh, we don't like what they're saying about capitalism, what they're saying about business. And we need to change that conversation. So can you help us? And uh, Powell said, sure. A few days later, he delivered to them a 19 page memo telling them they had to take over the conversations in the school. And uh, whether it was elementary school, college, high school and take over the think tanks, create their own think tanks, and uh, and in er, in every way fight uh, this conversation. And they've been successful for the last 50 years. Nixon was so impressed, he appointed Powell to the um, Supreme Court, and uh, Reagan gave copies of this report to every one of his uh, cabinet. And even Trump followed it in his own strange way. (laughs) But, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah that's uh that's fascinating the uh, the the idea that he was somebody from um uh yeah. the tobacco industry you know to to cross over into politics in the way that he did um uh, but just makes, the the, the approach is so the approach is so fascist mm. you know to the school level of like no we need to conversation and paint a different picture and look yeah. here don't look there um You know, I I was thinking about something you said, Dave, and um, the about how your mom lived uh, for fear constantly, and it was normal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that um, that that, and we as a society should work towards um, uh, making some kind of change, something that uh, that can show people that uh, no, we're not going to stand for. Uh, for this, we're not going to uh, allow people to uh, go about their lives normalizing the um, the emotion of fear day to day within their within their communities, within uh, the way they think, and, and so on. It's just baffling. And then something that you said, uh, Dan, about um, the um, the book that you had written and just uh, trying to uh, help people understand that it is rigged. And I mean. I've come to that same conclusion over the years. I've, I watched what happened in 08. I was old enough to understand it, and I spent years afterwards trying to better understand what exactly occurred. The, the, the findings, as simple as we can put it, was just criminal. It was just criminal behavior and negligence
2: That's correct.
0: you know, but that's basically how that's basically how the, the system works. And I'm a small business owner. I can say that um, at times throughout my 15 years, um, I have felt as if like, I can get further ahead if I was willing to do illegal things. It's, exactly. it's okay if you get yeah. away with it, right? But, but trying to survive through uh, and try to grow where the government is constantly um, trying to squeeze you, uh, it's uh, demoralizing. That's the best way I can put it, demoralizing.
1: It is. You know, it's so crazy because... I think I've said it a few times here. There's a song, and I, I I urge anyone that has ears to listen to this song, and it's called Working Class Heroes. John Lennon. And by John Lennon. And you know something? If you go through the song lyric by lyric, it 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 not only explains in just in short paragraph that you're in a system that's fucking peasants as far as you can see. Well said it's <laughs> it's it's bullshit you're seeing a fake picture right in front of you and this is the whole thing about allowing people to speak speech has always been a very powerful thing all you need remember we had this last week all you need is that 20 percent. all you need is that 20 percent of people that says fuck we're that's not where my this. mccrory
2: manifesto comes in what i've done is i took the powell manifesto gutted it and put in uh, words like the people and and labor as opposed to business. And um, instead of capitalism, I put uh, social democracy, those kinds of uh, ideas. And we would basically steal the plan from them because we know it works. It's very effective, has been, because that's why we're arguing over what uh, business wants rather than what we need. And we can change that conversation so that it becomes about us. We're back in the driver's seat and we're uh, achieving things that we should have, been achieving all along since fdr's uh um national labor relations act and all of that, that uh, but uh business
1: yeah before the gold before the gold standard yeah. was basically em- emancipated off yeah. the face of this country
0: and that, so, that's
1: a horrible thing that they did yeah. getting rid of yeah. the gold standard
0: but you know that that allowed them um i think they hit i think the government and the economists at the time saw that they were hitting a, a growth ceiling, you know, and, um, and though population was growing and uh, incomes were growing, um, they needed a different way. And I, as I've like, kind of dived, dived into this over the years, it just, um, I guess at that time made sense, like, we should, um, we should put it on oil, and uh, uh, we should inflate, we can, we can grow, I guess, at least uh, on paper if we're inflating dollars and printing dollars and yeah. um, in the end, that's the, the capital all of us and our, our, our future children, but it, ben- but it
1: benefits them.
0: Absolutely. That's it the ben- true picture. It Wh- benefits who's, them. Who's <laughs> them? Who is them? That's the, you know, when we look at like the federal reserve as a private entity, who is them and is the person uh, at the federal reserve at a capacity of m- making serious calls or, does it come from somewhere else above them? I don't
1: like. That's a great question. Well, my book traces it yeah. back
2: to uh, the great things that we accomplished through FDR, and, and we were actually at an equal level with business for those few years until two years after he died. A big business got their um, come up and not their come up, they got their revenge on the working class with something called the Taft Hartley Act, which uh, legalized um, the ability. To uh, have uh, it was called uh, workers' work...
1: workers' compensation.
2: I'm um, sorry, <laughs> I'm having no. It wasn't workers' comp. Have unions if uh, they could possibly avoid it, and this allowed them to say, oh, "We don't want to pay union dues, and all this kind of stuff," and it made it difficult for unions to. Th- uh, thrive or, or even uh, maintain a decent uh, ability to um, protect their workers, to advocate for them because it took all the, the money away. And I'll think of that in a minute. But um, yeah, I've seen these things happen. And that's why I wrote this book because I saw these happen,s right, these things happen right in front of my eyes. Ronald Reagan, the great uh, uh, pontificator, as they call him, uh, he um, he was he was <laughs> the president of the Screen Actors Guild, and his big thing even back then was fighting communism. So uh, when he got elected president, actually right before he got elected president, uh, the uh, tra- air traffic controllers were saying the skies were getting dangerous, and they were going to go out on strike to uh, made, hammer that point home, and he said. Uh, uh, Will help me get elected, and I'll help you guys out. And what he did was, right after they got ele- he got elected, he said, "You either report to work tomorrow, or you're all uh, dismissed." So that's that's crazy. It, it is. So that's, but, what,
0: what year? What year was this? Do you remember? Uh, what year? It was
2: 1978,
0: I guess. Okay, so basically. I mean the shit's been going on yeah. forever then they've, they've just been
2: basically uh, yeah
0: they've just been uh, dec- decade after decade and, and it's great, isn't it as the new gener- generation comes up and whoever's in charge of uh, um, getting that narrative uh, most of them don't know like we weren't alive then and we can we can try to do enough research but uh, finding deeper details becomes uh, almost impossible like you can probably find news coverage of some of these things that were written but it's all getting lost in time you
1: know Uh, i was reading an article okay about a engineer he quit his job and he figured out a way of how to make engines more gas efficient okay and this was in the early 70s and the gm motors gm motors has always did horrible shit they really fucked up this country so many times over but anyway (laughs) They found out what he was doing, they hired an assassin, they tried murdering him, and um, he was a guy that figured out the way of making fuel more efficient, where you could get like close to 20-30 miles per gallon. He was like one of the very first people to do this, and he did that with like a Ford Galaxy. And they tried killing him, he survived, and they sent out again, and then he was dead 10 days later. Because he figured out something. There's very yeah. little research I on this. Like, like two articles.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a similar story. Somebody somebody walks into a buys a, I guess it was a Chevy, um, drives it for a month. Needle's not going down on this thing. And this was supposed to be just a showcase vehicle. It was never to be sold. But I guess the dealership salespeople didn't know this. Um, when he went back and they realized that this had a uh, had a patented uh, carburetor I think uh, something that allowed it to get ridiculous gas mileage but there's no there's nothing published about this story this is something I've heard from another individual um, there's probably numerous like this uh, the and there's probably a reason why we don't have any access to Mm -hmm. Uh, actual actual information if we went try to go through the patent um, office and try to find who owns what to some of these things i bet we'd be surprised some of the names that came up and that that, and that it's and that it's existed probably for many many years they just will not put it into production
1: controlled you know it's kind of the same thing where people 40 years ago pictured where we are in the future and we're thinking now like oh god they were they were thinking out of the box, like, what the hell is wrong with them? Of course, we don't have any of those things. But you know why we don't have any of those things? We could have had those things. We don't have them because we're being held back. Like, think about it. So you need to tell me it took 85 years for us to go from a telephone to this. Does that make any sense? 85 years and then we go. It just
2: 1964 something doesn't make 1964 World's Fair in New York had a picture phone at their exhibit. Uh, but uh, at the time, it was an oligarch. Nobody could touch them. It made a, a very safe, secure environment for the workers there, but it didn't do a lot for innovation. And so when uh, the, the breakup of the phone company occurred, all of a sudden we were supposed to, supposed to uh, be innovative and competitive, and we just didn't know how. So uh, it took a...
0: I, I can uh, imagine.
2: couple of, took a couple of decades before we got really good at it. And the one who won out was Southwestern, oh, South SBC. I don't think it actually stands for anything uh, other than Southern Bell. And uh, they, uh, they are the ones that were the most yes. So they won and they changed the name back to ATT because everybody knew that name.
0: Well, that's smart because it's it's lasted this long.
2: Yeah, but uh, it's definitely not my mother's 18. uh, Right. Back then, we 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 were like a family, and that was a good old model. And uh, nowadays, it's ruthless, and and uh, people get uh, fired for stupid stupid stuff. So, uh, uh, first thing, the company bought Warner Brothers. We, they uh, bragged about it and said we're going to make great movies, but unfortunately, they treated it like a phone company <laughs> and said, "Okay, everybody, tighten your belts. We can't spend that kind of money anymore." And uh, they had to sell it off because they were tanking it. They put a phone guy in charge of
1: um, yeah
2: entertainment. Uh, that'll never work.
0: Enter- entertainment, yeah.
2: I could yeah. have done You time. know, they
0: they did something recently too. You know, like three or four years ago, they bought um, they bought another uh, uh, motion picture company. I don't know if you if you know this, but um, I have a client of mine who works in the executive department for the digitization of their. And, um, it was a big acquisition. This wasn't that long ago, but it sounds like they're trying it again. Hopefully, they make better choices this time.
2: Uh, I think they need to get out of it completely, or give it to uh, somebody that. That's already there <laughs> that
1: knows what they're doing.
2: It's not that
1: hard. Or or that or the fact that now uh Elon Musk owns Twitter. Yeah.
0: Oh that happened for sure?
1: Yeah. That happened. I yeah, literally probably. just yeah, literally just happened. Like 90% I, I mean yeah. it was days ago.
2: Ninety percent but... of the media in this country is owned by five corporations. Disney, ATT, um it's a News Corp, a Comcast, and something called uh, uh, Nationalist Amusements. Those five co- companies own ninety. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it was never meant to be that way. Uh, yeah,
0: and, well, I w- it started with. Yeah, Clinton. I mean, wouldn't you think it's a conflict of interest?
1: <laughs> yes, to say the least. Or with to Clinton. think, or to think about, or to think about that majority share of Coca Cola is owned by Disney. Uh,
2: uh, so okay.
1: he, he's. He's right. That's five. They're five of the largest. They own everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, diver- diversification. The books you read,
2: the newspapers you read, if you still read newspapers, um, all the TV channels, radio, all of that. So how do we know? That's insane. How do we know so basically it,
0: all, in, all information.
2: Yeah. How-
0: yeah. Basically all information that circulates. Uh,
2: case in point, a few uh, months ago. A friend of mine in Morocco said, oh, I love the USA. They're building a base here. And I said, what? I looked in all the newspapers, couldn't find a thing about it. So uh, I had to find this obscure military magazine and said that they are building two bases there. So I looked into it and found out all sorts of stuff about uh, because we were kicked out of Morocco. We had a base there up until 1963. They kicked us out. Over a mid east thing, and uh, so now we're going back in. We're not building just one; we're building two bases, and uh, that means we're shutting down the one in Spain that the whole community around that one uh, rely on.
1: Well, uh, I happen to I happen to be Moroccan, and uh, it's oh, really? funny you mention that because one of the biggest. One of the biggest problems that Morocco has with the states is it doesn't support Morocco's vision of Western Sahara. You know, Moroccans believe that's part of Morocco and the U.S. So what happens is now because Morocco is kind of like a neutral – they're kind of like the Switzerland of the Middle East. They don't, they don't take sides. Right, They're, they're, they're very moderate. like – they're very moderate. So if everything is very secretive with Morocco. Even, for example, their steel and metal industries very secretive. There's very little known about the companies of where they're sending things over. Morocco is like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've encountered also. But um, I love Morocco, and I love the Moroccan people, and I, I, I don't want to see them exploited by the U.S., because we know that's what happens in every country that we go into
0: right the yeah we get in and then we want to exploit the resources um that's pretty much what we've seen in the last 20 years play out uh but people have forgotten isn't that how isn't that very interesting that it only takes um a handful of years yeah just a handful of years because i mean by the time it was 2004 2005 people people had already forgotten about uh, 9-11 and um but the, what do you call it, the, um, the oil fields were seized. I mean, when well, we look at what happened in Afghanistan, um, we occasionally can come across footage of uh, our troops really spending time in the poppy fields, keeping it organized and safe. Uh, for whom exactly? Like, who is that supposed to supply? So, yeah. Yeah
2: well the, the original story yeah. of why we got I, kicked... I
0: wonder what's the interest yeah. in Morocco well
2: it, because it's mm-hmm. close enough
1: yeah why okay, didn't we get, get kicked out of Morocco tell you the story uh it's, it's...
2: uh the yeah, president whatever. of, of uh, Libya at the time was afraid that his people were not going to let him complete his uh term in office and so he asked for help from the u s we sent five hundred marines that's all five hundred and they uh they held his uh, door open, or door closed, I should say, until the end of his term, and then they all flew back to the U.S. And uh, the um, Middle East conglomerate over there said, uh, you're sticking your nose in uh, the Middle East business. We don't want you here. And about that time, the base was coming up for a renewal in Morocco, and the Morocco said, I guess we have to go with our Arab brothers. You're being kicked out of the country. So this uh, took him about two years. But they finally pulled out, and they are out of there in 1963. One of the reasons they like Morocco and Spain is they don't have to stop and refuel uh, before they go to the Mideast East to drop bombs and all that. It's it's a hop, top, skip, and a jump for them. You
0: know, yeah, it's got to be strategic for sure. Um, I wonder if uh, if uh, the resources, if we were talking about resources, what Dave had mentioned uh, uh, their their steel works and. Um, primarily iron iron ore
1: primarily morocco um their main resource which is where the government makes the most money is off of fish morocco has one of the largest fish uh, productions my father was from casablanca which is one of the largest um fish ports in you know north africa and with all of these resources morocco has a very big hold on europe and western and southern africa So it's – in a way, it's kind of crazy. People don't realize this. Saudi Arabia holds the Middle East and Morocco holds the other side. So together, they hold the whole Arab world together as two pieces. And it took us as fucking moron Americans like 15 years to figure out why does Iran, whenever they're planning something, they contact two countries, Saudi Arabia and Morocco. Before they ever do any attacks. There's always signals going between those countries.
2: I know they're not happy. To,
1: <laughs> I made my peace. Uh,
2: yeah. Um, Iran. Uh, not Iran. Uh, Morocco was the first country to recognize the United States as a as sovereign power. And uh, that was great for a few years. But then in 1802, we because of the Berber pirates, they were uh, capturing and enslaving. A Swedish woman because they're blonde hair and blue eyes, and uh, so we went to war against them in 1802. So we have a checkered past with with Morocco.
1: Sounds like it. It just goes to show you what kind of government we have. Hmm. It supports I, I the middle. Our government. <laughs>
0: whatever I don't think any government, call. any go, any of the governments are, are. Almost, almost the same.
1: Yeah, but we, we, just, don't, uh, we don't live with those governments. I get that, but I'm saying with with right, our own yeah. experience with our own government.
0: I get that. We yeah. have to live with ours, right? But I just feel like uh, th- thinking about um, uh, thinking about governments in general, whatever the uh, the country may be. It's they 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 all almost operate in a similar just uh, greed first um, consolidation of power and. Uh, it's a, I don't know manipulation
2: by uh, some kind of emperor or king Oof. or by co- uh, corporations. Uh. In our case,
0: in our case, yeah. I mean, and, and I my goodness, do they control so much? Yeah, they do. It, yeah, just like just like you guys were saying. I mean, they they hold interest in other companies as well, diversifying their portfolios, gaining uh, seats on a board. Um, so, from entertainment to news huh? to whatever, I,
1: I I told you that I work I work for one of the largest medical companies in the U.S. They own um, CPAP respirators, nebulizer medication, a lot of different products, um, and it's just insane of how much this company owns. And I'm like that little <laughs> guy in that cubicle, like we're in Hawaii. We're in Alaska. We're in. We're in. We're in Guam. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. This is crazy.
2: That's I thought about just, phone it just It's
1: too big.
0: I think. Uh, I think that's the fascinating uh, part about learning about some of these companies. For example, what AT and T was, and just everything it had gone through. And then we look at that, uh, you know, 60, 70 years. Uh, the same would be said about who you currently work for, Dave, is they own so much, but where do they begin? And as you like track it back, you begin to see um, at some point, they started making better decisions and better choices. And the the monetary resources grew, enabling them to like take sizable risks and new avenues and exploring different things for a medical company. Um it would make sense, right? You branch out and you start doing a bunch of different things um, if, the, if the money's available to do it. It's, it is insane. Well, what's funny- Some companies start. Um,
2: what's funny is they- uh, Please go ahead. They take their R&D money and they stick it in a college somewhere to uh, train young minds like David. <laughs> and uh, then they, uh, David invents this great product. They say, oh, that belongs to us. Because we put the money in the college for you to uh, come up with that, so and that, that's they're stealing patents and everything right from the American people right out of college, and uh, that's been going on for a long time since World War Two.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, um, that's kind of that's kind of the yeah. way the world is, isn't it? Uh, they just, and the uh, when I think about some of the largest companies out there let's say in the tech industry uh some of the abuses they're they're doing right now against uh um let's say the h uh, h1b uh, uh, visa workers that are coming over um you know they d- they do abuse them they make them work crazy hours and god yeah. forbid they do actually have really good ideas or innovative applications they'll you know what's to stop them from taking those things too um and then just be like, oh, you don't like it? We can send you back to India if you, you want.
2: Yeah, there's certain <laughs> restrictions. They had to pay them at least 60000 a year, stuff like that. But uh, you're right. The way they get around sure. that is they work them to the bone.
1: It's horrible. It's horrible. I, <clears throat> I knew somebody in California. His dad went through that program, and he just told me he's like, my father sacrificed my whole life, his whole life, just to have family.
0: Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um, that's tough to do. But the practice is still going on today. And uh, the stealing of patents and the, the stealing from even uh, students that they're paying tuitions for is uh, – I've never heard that before. That's – kind of crazy but i suppose you got to get your ideas from somewhere well, we move from this and you got to explore from, them from somewhere model,
2: people being able to go to school by getting grants and and things like that they may not necessarily have to pay, pay back to a capitalist system where uh, you're locked in and your student loans follow you practically the rest of your life that's that's this yep. is an investment in our our next generation <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that
0: yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I skipped out on further education. I, I felt that um I can do more on my own. Uh and I have regrets every now and again. You know, I I can see the benefit of having a degree, but I'm you also too. seeing I'm I'm also seeing the uh the the v- vast amount of companies out there who are like, Yeah, we don't care anymore. We don't care if you have a degree or not. It's you're either capable of doing the job or you're not, you know. Oh. Um, so it's kind of mixed message oh. there. Uh, but for all those people stuck with, for all those people stuck with uh, long-term loans, I mean, uh, look at what's happening with uh, the debt forgiveness. I mean, what do you say to the person from thirty years ago who's still paying theirs? Are they are they getting any? Oh, uh, so the, uh,
2: some there's got to be a starting point and a stopping point somewhere. So uh, I, while well, I feel for right. those people, that doesn't mean that just because you're not getting yours that they, the other people shouldn't get theirs. Uh, that's the that's American white, not just greedy uh, only for me bullshit, right? So um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's one big area that really needs to be uh, reassessed. Uh, DeVos, when she was uh, secretary of education, she had no background in it, by the way, and her brother was Eric Prince of Blackwater, um, but she's the one that oh, no and, kidding. <laughs> she invested in the whole um, system of loans, and so she, on one hand, she's saying how important it is to get a college uh, co- college education, and then saying, "By the way, you're overdue. You need to leave." She wanted it both ways. you know,
1: the, one, a tru- one of the a good scam. One of the truest ways that we understand on how bad the system is over here is when we look at Europe. Okay, if you go to Spain, you know how much it costs you to go to college to become a doctor. Costs you exactly one thousand euros for four years. One thousand euros. Do you know how much it costs a doctor for four years? It's like I think forty-five or fifty-five thousand dollars per year, right? Right. One thousand euros in Europe. So they have a system that only charges a thousand and they don't have all these loans and these problems. So it's not that Oh, we can't make it. We can't change it. You can change it because it's yeah, over there. A
2: lot of doctors from over there I coming mean, to America because they want to make the big bucks. Yeah,
0: they can make more money. Yeah, they want. They can make more money here, and plus, we you know we have sick care, not health care. Sure. So it, uh, it fluctuates, uh that the same behavior and the same uh, lifestyles, and it, it's guaranteed. Um, money, especially since it's all kind of subsidized through insurance companies. I mean, uh, things are astronomically high when it comes to certain prescriptions, and they don't necessarily need to be. I mean, look at what happened to uh, S- uh, Scarelli. Um, and he went he went to jail for it. But that's rare. Uh, we don't see Very rare. cases like that one happening often, where where a stick held to the uh, to uh, to the court's uh, ruling of. You can't raise a life-saving uh, drugs price a thousand x or a thousand percent. Price, God. So,
2: and they did that crazy. too in the housing bubble yeah. of two thousand eight. Uh, that uh, hurt a lot of people, uh, and people had just had to walk away from their house yeah. because it was underwater. But um, they were, uh, there, That's was, sad man, was, yeah, there was uh, a whole system of. Praying of the uh, send one single person to jail over that. Iceland, however, sent like a dozen of their big business people to jail in their part in, in this whole scam.
0: That's what it was, it was a scam, and yeah, I mean, and we bailed them out, we we bailed them out, to, you <coughs> know, uh, for responsible, negligent, and uh, and criminal. So it's, what do you, you know, what, 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 kind of message does that send? It's like, you know,
2: don't that's do it capitalism, again. That's where Slap capitalism fails time and time again. And you know what saves them? Democratic socialism. Because right. like our schools, like our, um, um, police department, our fire department, all those are, are actually, um, not capitalist, but, um, but socialist systems and all those don't have a problem. Medicare, it's set up so there's uh, no administration cost over 14%. And that would be great if we all had that. We would see costs come down.
1: Right. You know, you know 14%. I, I will say this. One of the biggest things about Medicare is, is that all of these poor, innocent people that are retired. So Medicare will only cover like 80% or like some like very low number. So then you leave people with like that gap of 20% and you're like, oh, no, 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 that's a small number. No, it's not. When you got a you know a ventilator or some type of equipment or something that's very expensive medication, that could be five to six to over a thousand dollars per right. refill. My grandfather has to go through this, and he yeah. has Medicare. I'm okay,
2: Medicare and I, and I, everything's covered. But I go to an HMO, and um, I also get what's called a health savings account from Ma Bell that uh, I can use to. Pay some of those extra bills that you're talking about, so it really comes in handy. Yeah, there are ways. So
0: there are ways. Yeah. So there are ways. Yeah. Interesting. That's that. See that that's information that people should uh, should be able to find easily. Like how you know how can you reasonably do it? I've noticed that if you want help from the government in any way, uh, you'll have to go digging for some time. You'll eventually find the page, but they're going to make you go through hell to find that page to be able to just. You know, submit a request for some kind of aid. I saw it through the. the, the my wife is theory. trying to
2: get a uh, disability because she, she used her hands her whole life at the phone company and they don't work so well anymore. And, and uh, she's uh, had a tough time uh, proving that she's disabled despite the fact that she can't hold our grandchildren and things Jeez. like that. So, uh, ah,
1: that's
0: horrible i mean you know what evidence do you need there it's like um if if there's so much n- like nerve pain or nerve yeah. damage of some sort where she can't really close her hands or uh pick something up without getting mm-hmm. hurt i mean it's kind of uh it would be kind of obvious that's where we need to I get rid of the say. insurance
2: company is it their job oh to please say no. yes
1: yes
0: well for in terms of uh, health insurance, I guess I, I, I really don't know. I don't know if I could agree or disagree, but um, I feel like uh, insurance in general, I absolutely appreciate. I hate having to pay those premiums every month, but um, in case of break-in or in case of something, it's just nice to have that insurance. But with healthcare, it's it works differently, and uh, it is it seems to screw a lot of people over who are low, uh, low income. Like, I mean. I went in to get a small, uh, small surgery done. Fifteen minutes in and out. Uh, it was like eight hundred dollars. That was with you know uh, it, the insurance provided by um, for criteria for my. See another health thing
2: health. that's it's, lacking was, is a standard uh, price for a certain uh, procedure, or even for the aspirin that they give you afterwards. There, are, there's no common. Commonality. Right. There's no price list anywhere. It tells you what it should cost.
0: Yeah, that's true too. You won't know until you exactly. get the bill.
1: Oh, I hate that. Yes, I have. I yeah, have this. It's... I I have medication. I have. um I have Umera. That stuff is like over eleven thousand hmm. dollars. And like, this is a crazy part for me to get my medication. I have to go through the insurance. Then I have to go through Humana, which is my pharmacy that delivers the medication. Then I have to go through my health savings account, and I have to call them. Wait. Then I have to go through the website and then post the claim. I have to put on a credit card to pay for the copayment. Then once I'm done paying the copayment, then they'll send out the medication. Then once I get the medication, I have to call up Umana back, confirm with them. Then when I'm done, <laughs> I'm not finished.
2: Then when I'm done,
1: I have to call up my nurse ambassador, let her know everything has been taken care of once I'm done that. I got to make sure that the claim has been filed online. Wow, this is for an, an injection that I take once a week. I have to do this every single month and go through this whole merry-go-round, ring around the rosy on plastic a single-payer
2: system. That's crazy. Would take care of all that because <clears throat> you wouldn't have to count on your insurance from your job because everybody would have it. And uh, they talk about how much it would cost in the additional premium, what they haven't figured in is what we're already paying. So single-payer system, Medicare, they all have the same system. And I know people point to Canada and say, you have to wait a couple of months for uh, some kind of surgery, but uh, it all depends on your need and how dire the situation is or whether they see you right now or a couple of months. Months from now,
0: right. If you were shot and you 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 know you got to get that bullet out, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get treatment right away, right. Real uh, quick. the The severity, of, <clears throat> yeah. The severity of a situation makes sense, but I don't know. I uh, I like the idea of being able to get yeah. help when yeah. I need it dog. Uh And I guess that's yep. that's the convenience. Yeah, like that's the convenience of paying such a, a high premium mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and then even at, at pocket expenses, there's a lot that needs to change. I mean, and for, for the sake of reducing a lot of suffering within our communities and f- for the sake of uh, a, a better future, um, you know, some of these ideas, we just have to try. Um, we can't just keep going this way. That, that can't possibly be a reasonable option. Um, to be like, well, nothing else is going to work or everything else is too expensive. So, how about we just keep everything the same? Uh, I, I honestly don't believe that uh, um, Obamacare really made anything that much better to this day. I don't understand it all that well either. Yeah, there
2: were a couple of big loopholes in that. They weren't allowed to negotiate for uh, drug prices. And uh, they, uh, what was one of the other things? They weren't allowed to have a single payer system unless somebody five years. Down the line, decided they wanted to try it out. The,
0: Jeez, yeah. five years.
2: Oh, it's been what fifteen now since we got ACA, but um, yeah, something like that. Really, was, uh, his last term, wasn't it? His last term.
0: I, I feel. Yeah, I feel like it was what twenty twelve yeah, when it happened, or twenty fourteen. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, twenty. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah
0: and it was like officially passed and it was just a uh, mandatory that you had to get it that was good. you uh yeah, otherwise
2: a lot of people freedom people didn't seem to like that that time you had to you had to buy it but it's like car insurance you uh by spreading the the risk among a group of people who are in good condition and not so good condition you um uh, you kind of uh, spread the cost too, of the system so that's why it's important to have everybody in or, or it's not going to work.
0: Got it. I see what you mean. And would that make it possible to uh, uh, to bring those costs down? As they say, right, they, uh, the, the argument is always that single payer is going to be too expensive to fund money going to come from. Well, that's the other
2: thing about the ACA or Obamacare is that didn't um, allow you to negotiate on prices either so um what this would allow us to do is, is to do all that to uh, have some say so and uh, on the, the way it's going to work and uh, that would be good for everybody if you ask me
0: well it's yeah. important that we do what is best for everybody. we uh, really appreciate your time dan for coming on and sharing uh, your insights your wisdom about uh uh, everything that you've experienced and uh, sharing the uh, the book with us too, uh, we'll be sure to uh, include it uh, in the description so mm-hmm. that others okay. can find it. Um, in any way that we may we may be able to uh, to assist or support uh, the cause. Nice. But um, that's what you said is absolutely absolutely um, something that benefits everybody it is a good place to start looking. And, um, and it's not going to necessarily be perfect it may need time to be worked on, but uh, we should consider all yeah, things
2: because what we're doing now is not working
1: And here yeah yeah and here's to the future yep. yep. it to the man. good luck you guys <laughs> see you guys <laughs> I'll be th- yeah. <laughs> there right, you. take <laughs> good care all right <laughs> Alright guys, we have reached that time in our podcast
0: This has been great It has been fun And we got lost in the groove
1: So stay tuned Every Tuesday, be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove it premieres about 2am in the morning And our other channels Sham Van with Mike and Dave Which is our Patreon podcast And our extra special The Shindig Variety Show to podcast
0: links will be down in the description box so you can vote for what topic we cover next season
1: and what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer thank you guys so much for watching catch you guys in the next one